announcements. Get the swig in me, matey. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, we have some announcements today before we get started that I wanted to um, give out before we start this. What I hope to, and not hope, what I know is going to be a great bounce back from the long hiatus that's been taking place in the podcast. Um, due to just long periods of thinking i have come about um upon myself along with talking with uh um my um gonna be um an assistant of sorts the jamie to my joe rogan per se (laughs) um molly reardon who has been probably you've probably been the most um come uh the most a frequent guest on the show so far so. yeah so i think you're now about to become like a permanent a permanent part <laughs> in the <laughs> in the in the show because she's going to be helping out with like just helping me out with shit she's going to be here both emotionally and physically <laughs> um um she's going to be running the uh, if we're in a discussion, if I'm in a discussion with a guest per se, like the guest we're about to have on now, who's actually, we're going to get into that into a minute, but it's actually her brother-in-law, so way better episode to have her on. Um, she, I say as she drinks nervously in the corner. <laughs> um, but there's an awkward pause that can sometimes happen when um, we're caught in that moment. Where I have to like look something up, and this is going to alleviate that. This is, we're going to be able to all, and then we're going to have just we're just going to have a, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fucking awesome. Bringing more people on is just it's it's bringing the vibe. I am talking on my ass at this point, but what I'm saying is that I'm really glad to have Molly on. It's going to be fucking awesome. Great addition. Good job. Don't put that in the camera. Don't edit that part. <laughs> Cut that out. No. Um, besides that, um, and you're, you're going to see all this coming up. Um, besides that, we have uh, Patreon, as always. You can give uh, as little as, I don't even know, however little of an amount you want to give to the podcast or as large of an amount. We promote for large amounts here. The McAllister Hours. Go big or go home, as we say. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so please do that. That always helps us out. Um, and I'm gonna. I keep saying um. Apparently, but whatever. Um. 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 People don't notice it. People don't really. Yeah, I think that's the. Unless you're in a professional setting, people don't notice it. Yeah, which nothing's fucking professional anymore these days, right? Yeah. It's all bullshit. All right. Um. Our guest today is David. Fuck. Mer- Mauricia. <laughs> David Mauricia. I am the worst fucking host. I can't. I can never pronounce my guest names I mean, right the whole time. It's spelled weird. David Mauricia, right? Yes. Yeah. He is um, Molly, our new um, assistant's brother-in-law. And besides the fact that he's just related, um, he's just a very interesting individual. He has a very interesting background. We're going to get into all that, but. This is a great 
come back for the podcast. So I'm. This is going to be an awesome episode. You guys are not going to want to miss out on this. So, without further ado, here's the episode. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You are watching two slash listening to the McAllister Hours. I am your host, Cole McAllister, and. Like I said in the announcements previously, we are joined today by David Mercia. Fuck, I totally fucked that up. God damn it. What is Mauricio. it? <laughs> Mauricio. Mauricio. Okay. All right. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Um, like we were just, uh, I was just telling you before, I'm a little out of practice for the podcast. I'm not going to lie. It's been like, it's been a weird, weird three weeks of mishaps and weird happenings. Um, but yeah, um, uh so how we know each other is uh i'm currently dating your sister-in-law correct um and she told me a little bit about you before we even met and just kind of like your background um is so you were born in kenya is that correct yes i was born in kenya yeah and um so she that and uh she pressed upon that in the fact that you are is it correct that i say that you identify as an atheist oh yes okay so Maybe I'm a little stereotypical or sorts, but I thought that combination was very interesting. And uh, uh, after meeting you the first time, I think you're a very interesting character. So um, I was like, I got, I got to get this, get this guy on the podcast. So yeah, sure. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you a little of my background. Yeah, yeah, go um, for it. Yeah, so I was born in Kenya. I came to the United States in 2001. Okay. Uh, when I was about eight years old, uh, just about to turn nine. And actually, my uh, my first you know big event in America actually. Remember, it's, you know, starting school, and then about two weeks into school, uh, September 11th happened, and so that was kind of a, you know, just big welcome wow. to uh, uh, America moment, and I didn't really understand, you know, patriotism and all these things as far as, you know, their American version, but um, that was kind of my big, you know, int- introduction to this country, uh, but yeah, so uh, I grew up here in Des Moines, uh, I went to school, uh, with you know, uh, Molly met her sister uh, in high school. Went to Iowa State together, and so, um, but yeah. So I mean, I just definitely uh, got married uh, two years ago, and actually went back to Kenya for the first time. Uh, oh wow! Two thousand one, and so yeah. When you've not been somewhere for seventeen years, uh, it definitely changes <laughs> how you see it, especially seeing something from a kid's perspective to you know going back there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the country's changed a lot, and so. Same thing. Something that you did, you did mention, uh, you know, just just about atheism, atheism, and you know, being Kenyan, um, it's something that you know you don't see too often. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as anything, it's you know you'll find that you know more uh, more prominent in you know younger people. But Kenya, I think it's ninety percent Protestant. You know, I grew up uh, grew up in the church. My dad, he's a businessman in Kenya, uh, always donated you know things to the church. Uh, New Year's, we'd spend all day at church. I'm talking for you know nine in the morning all the way through the new year till breakfast the next day you know you just had church uh and so yeah and so so that and so that was a big big part uh big part of my upbringing upbringing uh and yeah so right now you know i'm just you know just hiding out there buddy uh throughout this whole pandemic and yeah everything else is going on in the country uh getting ready to move to illinois uh, hopefully study law there at northern illinois and just you know just trying just trying to make it like everybody else man Fuck, um, so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just have so much spinning through my head. Yeah, the yeah, whole, just, um, 
let's go let's so yeah so let's just go back to like uh what you remember what you first remember kenya to be why don't you get into that a little bit uh school school in kenya is very different uh than, <laughs> i can imagine than, than school in the united states uh, i always tell people uh you know i i didn't really know that i was black until i came to the united states because <laughs> Every you know, when it, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not something you think of, uh, you know, you know, when you're in Kenya. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, the way you're taught, uh, you know, very uh, got to be very respectful to teachers, things like that. You know, students could talk back to teachers again until I came over here. Um, but yeah, some of some of you know biggest memories are you know just being part of school. We had a it was a semi-open campus uh, concept essentially. So uh, we have we have primary school. Uh, in Kenya, which starts from essentially first grade and goes all the way through um, eighth grade, and so you have all you know first graders through eighth graders, so in so combination of like elementary school, okay, and middle school, uh, in there together, um, they have this uh, this ranking system that they use for students, and so pretty much you're being ranked the whole time because universities in Kenya they're all essentially merit based, unless you wanna, unless you know somebody in government, uh, but 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 for most people, uh, it's, it's it's essentially. Uh, merit-based uh, and so you know so 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 going through school um, you know he's really focusing on you know getting the, be- the best grades as possible um, but also it was very uh, how do I say uh, just talking about some of the other differences uh, things that I remember from Kenya uh, yeah if you were disrespectful or if you forgot something you know teachers were free you know to punish you with with their own discretion I mean, yeah I mean there was no standard policy uh, that's been rescinded a little bit by the government now. Okay. Um, but I remember we used to have our uh, call it principal sticks because he'd always have a stick, and I mean something Damn. as little as because because we wore uniforms as well, and so something as little as uh, not having your socks pulled up all the way, uh, uh, he'll just come up behind you, get get a nice little whack uh, on your calves, uh, and so you know you know so students would either start running or um, but yeah I mean it, so 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 most most of my memories uh, in Kenya. Uh, are just affiliated uh, with you know being in school. Uh, I was I was there essentially t- until third grade. I I, I, I kind of said t- third grade twice uh, because there the calendar runs from the school calendar from January to December. Mm-hmm. Since we don't really have a, a summer. I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, so I came to the United States. So, I mean, I had already done third grade up until like uh, I think almost May. And then I stopped school for a while. I came back here and then oh, just pick it back up in August, uh, and so that was, that was a little, that was a little, a little interesting. Yeah, it's a change. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like you know, th- there's always kind of the stereotype I think that goes into like the African countries, like the uh, lower socioeconomic uh, climate. How was that for you? Do you um, yeah. So growing up. So growing up, um, my parents were very, very, very uh, middle class. And okay. so in that, Kenya they yes, were yes, okay in Kenya. yeah and so my dad he actually owned a pesticide company uh, that he ran hmm. uh, and my mom she had she had a she had a store that she ran kind of downtown uh, Nairobi area and so um, and so growing up I mean we didn't really feel uh, I mean I mean I, I understood that you know there was poverty in the country um, but the the the, the different the different socioeconomic uh, uh, statuses in Kenya, in, in Kenya, they're really differentiated kind of by where you are. And so if you're going to school in Nairobi, I mean, you're going to school with all the other um, students who are kind of the same socioeconomic background, so you don't see that too much. Okay. Uh, 
but I mean, whenever I did go to my dad's home, you know, that would be kind of, you know, uh, so, uh, the countryside or we just call it, you know, the village, uh, just because there's not, I mean, I mean, that's where you really see, uh, you know, kids who essentially just live in mud huts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, w- but when we were in, in Nairobi, I mean, uh, we had a four 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 bedroom house in a pretty uh, in a pretty good neighborhood hmm. uh we had a um also in kenya um labor is very if you're uh if you have any kind of money uh labor is very readily available and so we grew up always having a maid in the house um she'd stay with us five or six days a week uh and then kind of go home on the weekends uh we always had a driver uh who would take us to to and from school oh uh, wow just because our parents didn't yeah you know, they were just busy or yeah, also dropping your kids off at school is not really a big deal oh there, okay. so it's kind of just like just you know go to school you know <laughs> like you know, you're on yeah, your own and actually so we lived across the street from the current president uh, he, he's passed away recently uh well at the time the current president uh, his name was moy uh we lived across the street from his I think they were his uh, nieces or nephews, something like that. So wait, the president of Kenya? Yeah. Wow. So so yeah. So, so I mean, th- th- this was a good neighborhood. Uh, in, uh, in in Nairobi, and I remember the first. Uh, uh, what was this? this? Was probably like nineteen, uh, probably like ninety seven, ninety eight, and he got. Uh, um, what was it? Oh, he 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 got a Nintendo, uh, and so uh, we just I remember just like being there all the time, just playing Mario. <laughs> Uh, and it's because he, he's the first one to get to, uh, to, to, to to get a Nintendo, and so I mean, that that was like a huge deal, uh, and so and so we spent a lot of time over there. But but one thing I'll say is going back uh, mm-hmm. in 2018, that really changed my perspective. Um, a lot of things are, are are fairly similar. I mean, so when I when I went there first in Nairobi, we, we stayed with my aunt uh, and, and uncle. Uh, they're both uh, they're both doctors, and they and they specialize in in vitro fertilization. That they had one of the first in vitro clinics. Oh Kenya. wow! Yeah, and so and so you know they they do very well. They live in you know nice gated uh, uh, community. But just you know just driving around Nairobi, um, one thing you really do realize is there's no um, there's no social safety net. And so what happens is well, let me say that again. There's no national social safety net so so essentially uh, anything you know kind of like you know big government programs um like you know things like food stamps things like that you know those aren't really present over there mm. uh and something else is the uh like you know i mean if you're if you're homeless there's not a lot of help uh, and so one thing you do see a lot is um you see homeless children uh mm. in kenya which is you know something that you never think of seeing you know you know in the, in the united states with a uh uh, I forget the name of the department. Yeah, the the Department of Human Services, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, DHS and you know Family Services, all these things. Uh, and so you you really you really do get to um kind of see uh that that dynamic play out. Uh, so would you say you have more of like an impre- almost an appreciation for like the fact that those things are here? Definitely, definitely. Um, just because there's you know you know you obviously feel bad, but there's also you know very little that you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. my. You know, my aunt and her family, you know, they're they're fairly generous, but again, it's you know, it's a country of you know almost fifty million people. Uh and so there's not too much uh, uh that, that they can do per se. Um but but again, I mean just that social stratification uh between you go from Nairobi and on our way to um to our honeymoon we stayed somewhere called 
uh, Mombasa, which is it's, it's a coastal city, uh, second biggest city in Kenya. But but there again, you know, we're we're at this you know nice all expense all ex, all expense paid resort. Wow. Uh, but there's this, you know you go out, you know a couple blocks over, and the people who work at the other resort, you know, you see you know how they live. Oh yeah, the I that's why I've, that's like the constant that I've heard about um, those countries is like the divide between the higher upper middle class is like so like yeah. such a steep drop yeah, you know yeah it's it's, it's blatant uh, i mean here essentially i mean you, you you can be technically uh impoverished according to, you know according to you know x number of dollars you make per year but you know you know you still have you know house air conditioning yep. you probably have a car fridge phone uh there not a lot of you know you, you, you don't see a lot of poor people uh you know who do have you know safe comfortable housing uh, very rare that they'll, they'll own a car, but one thing that's huge in Kenya that kind of surprised me: everybody has a cell phone. I mean, <laughs> every single. I mean, I'm talking about the guy who's selling uh, just just stuff on the street. Uh, and one thing that's huge in Kenya is is, mo- is mobile payments. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, almost nobody carries cash, and and they have this app. Uh, it's called M-Pesa. So uh, uh, in Kenya. Um, Pesa essentially just means money, uh, and so uh, yeah, everyone uses it. I'm talking about you know, so so you go from the mall, uh, you know, where you know that that's the standard, and then you're out just in the village, middle of nowhere, somebody pulls out a phone, and that's that's how that's how the, the, the transactions happen. So so that was a huge thing. Uh, debit cards are not not a very uh, not very prominent just because everything is on your phone. Wow, that's really bizarre. Like, you know, you have that stereotype of that country, and then they're all they're. Yeah. It seems like their mobile transactions are almost uh, higher advanced than we. You yeah, know, yeah. I still use cash and debit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times. And I mean, uh, another big thing is you know, so so they have two big phone companies, but data there is so cheap. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so so you can get you can get a one gig for essentially a dollar. Uh, and so and so I mean I, and so and so I don't know I mean like like I, I have you know me me and my wife we split four gigs we pay like thirty you know you know for forty bucks for but there I mean yeah just one gig data uh, essentially costs a dollar uh, or less and so it's just it's it's crazy how just everybody had cell phones uh, and and yeah yeah I mean it's it's, it's that was one of the, the biggest shocking. Uh, I think because I mean here you know mobile payments. I mean you have like Apple Pay, Google Pay. I don't think anybody really. Yeah, it's it, it's a transitional period, yeah. definitely. You know all this stuff over yeah. the last decade. Um, so like, what's the how does the government work over like? Is it like <laughs> I am I'm I'm sure it's uh I I have my preconce- <laughs> preconceived notions yeah. about what it might be, but. <laughs> uh, we have a government. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that, <laughs> uh, and, and and again, it, it, it really depends on uh, on who you're asking, who you're talking to. Um, one thing that I like there, I mean, it's so the government is, has this kind of hands-off approach that they, they try to look good but not do too much. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think other things would be a better question for my for my parents, uh, mm. but but definitely, I mean, one thing that you do understand is. Uh, Corruption, corruption's a big, big deal in Kenya, and we're always ranked up there. You know, the most corrupt countries. Uh, but, 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 I mean, I think that is something that you, that you'll find very prevalent with developing countries, just because you have so many people just trying. You know, you know, you know, you, you want to do good, 
but the incentive to uh to do, to do good kind of has diminishing returns over time. So so the more that you're trying to do to people, uh, uh, do good for people, the more people are trying to kind of take advantage of that. And so you just say, you know what? If everybody's gonna try and get their own piece, I'm gonna try and do the same thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but so I mean, the government. I mean, it's a parliamentary system. Uh, we do have a president. The uh, one thing with Kenyan politics as well is it's a very tribal i mean i mean i know you hear that term thrown around here all the time you know oh, it's tribal democrats republicans uh but there it's actually tribal. I mean, like, you, know, you know i mean that is because because uh because uh we have, we, have, we have two two of the main tribes uh and they kind of the the kikuyus and the luos and you know they're kind of you know when europeans kind of just drawing them after africa they didn't really incorporate you know tribal uh homelands barriers and so you have these places where you know, Kikuyu will never vote for a Luo. I mean, can't happen. Won't do it. Vice versa. Uh, and there was violence that broke out in 2006. I think that was the worst. Uh, just a lot of people getting killed. Uh, and it was an election year. And so, uh, right now, I mean, I think it's it's calmed down a lot. Uh, big, big Chinese influence in Kenya. Hmm. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, and, and, yeah, yeah. And I mean, just because kind of, kind of just like seeing, you know, where the world world is plugged into. Kenya is a lot more uh, closely associated with uh, with Europe, with Asia than it is the United States. I mean, I mean, I think that's kind of a saying. It kind of goes for for all of Africa in general. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that the government just finished uh, uh, building this high speed rail from Nairobi to Mombasa, all Chinese. Uh, a huge loan from the Chinese, but um, but 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 kind of just going back, you know, to the tribalism. Uh, there's also no no there's no terms for presidents. Oh, uh, it's just like so, whenever kind of. Yeah, yeah. So Kansas only had four presidents, uh, and yeah, I mean uh, the first one, he you know uh, uh, Jomo Kenyatta, uh, his his son is the current president now. Uh, uh, and okay. so you know, so it's kind of like you know, imagine, the bushes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You have you have your uh, you got your bushes. Uh, uh, essentially, uh, in Kenya, but because there's no terms, uh, and yeah, and yeah, and because there's no terms, and because you know, once you're plugged into the government, you have all these access to resources. Uh, he also just happens to be also the, the richest man in Kenya as well. Uh, oh. and, yeah, yeah, and so, so I mean, is it a coincidence? Uh, maybe, but I mean, it's probably just because of, of his position. Um, and so a lot of local governments, uh, uh, are you know are much more plugged in uh, as, as all as all local governments are, but I mean Kenyans don't always see. I mean I mean I don't think that Kenyans have the same faith, the same belief, you know, in the government uh, as you know Americans. I know Americans you know always say that you know, oh I don't trust government, but they're just like no I don't want anything to do with the government. And uh, if you but but uh, but one thing that's very prevalent there as well is if you want things to happen, you want things to change, uh, you can definitely grease the wheels with $100. Uh, that'll get you a long way. Uh, bribes are, are a big, big, big thing uh, in the government, and that's probably where most of the corruption does stem from, is yeah. this, um, you know, you know, if, you know, pay to play, essentially. Yeah, the, that's all very interesting. <laughs> um, is there, like, a militia presence uh, there, really? or No, I mean, so, I'll say... The, the, the military is fairly stable. Uh, okay. Yeah, they they always end up getting into it with. Um, it's not Boko Haram. Uh, 
it's the like so there's a some uh it'll come to me while i'm talking but uh it's a somalian islamist group uh and so um usually just around the coast around the border um one thing that, that you do uh see a lot in kenya is uh military presence especially um after so so in 1998 uh the Ken, the, the u.s embassy in kenya uh was attacked and about 300 people died there i remember that uh because uh my my mom was in that area uh, uh when, when it actually happened um and so and so i mean and so there there's been multiple terrorist attacks uh in kenya and so and so if you're let's say if you're, if you're going to um anywhere like so so at the resorts is always armed security there uh if you imagine going, going to Royal hay mall you have to walk through uh, a metal detector and and there's you know three or four armed guards there uh with their ak-47s and whatnot so so i mean there's a there's there's a very big uh military presence in kenya i don't think people if you're from kenya you don't notice it as much uh but Mm. definitely the people uh uh so i mean if you're visiting you know there's a lot of security checkpoints uh, at the airport just everywhere um but but that again is very uh, closely tied to uh, uh what what uh 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 the Islamist group in in Somalia. I can't believe I'm, I'm blanking on it. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, Al Shabaab. See, I told you again. Yeah, Al Shabaab uh, is the name of the group. And so, and so one thing that that happens in Kenya, uh, you see, you end up seeing a lot of discrimination against Somalian citizens mm. uh, or, or or Somalian refugees uh, who are trying, you know, to flee that violence. They come to Kenya, um, and then because of the discrimination, uh, because they're, I mean, I mean, essentially, I mean, if you're not a Christian in Kenya, uh, you're not. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so, so essentially, if, if you're not Christian, especially if you're Somalian, you know, people kind of look at you as you know being being you know possibly being uh, connected to, to Al Shabaab in some way. So especially for for the young men, uh, and so what happens is you essentially have them. You know, you have no opportunity. You know, you know, you, you're a young guy. You know, you, you just fled across your country, and you end up you know kind of pushing those those uh, those young people back into Al Shabaab because they essentially have nothing else to do you know you, you don't have any any options um there was a there was a large uh um refugee uh area uh, in kenya kind of by the border and as more somalians would trickle out anytime there's there's any kind of al-shabaab attack i mean usually they're you know usually usually they'll attack sometimes they'll attack schools sometimes uh they'll attack buses but they have they have these raids that then go on and it's essentially, you know, the police breaking in, um, uh, breaking into your house, you know, and you either have to pay them off. Uh, and, and, and so when you're talking about, you know, armed militias, um, there, there are some, uh, especially, you know, in, you know, in that area, in that area uh, where you would have a lot of, you know, Kenyans going and attacking Somalian refugees kind of mm. as revenge anytime there's a terrorist attack. Uh, and so... That would probably be the closest uh, militia presence. Okay. Uh, that, that, yeah, I think I'm so there's like civil. So there is like civil unrest in terms of that. In terms of the cultural clash. Uh. Or. Not, not too much, and and not. I mean, I mean it, it essentially only happens after there's there's an attack. Uh, and, and and so and so I, I wouldn't necessarily label it as civil unrest. I would I would kind of say that you 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 kind of have. Uh, just this this very clear divide uh, kind of like a us versus them 
uh, and and it's 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 more of just like a civil uh, tension that kind of boils over every once in a while. Um, but most Kenyans are kind of isolated from it. Um, but if you are if you are Somalian, uh, you definitely do feel that that constant tension. I see what you're saying. Well, um, what about uh, what about like the religious presence? Yeah, uh, oh man, church is everything in Kenya. Uh, I do have, so, yeah, is it like, does it come from America? Is that where it came from? No. The, or what, 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 is it rooted there? Where, where are the beginnings so, of all yeah, that? Yeah, 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 so uh, Kenya, Kenya used, to be a, used to be a British colony. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So, and so that's where Christianity essentially came, uh, mm. and... That's yeah. hardcore Christianity, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are brutal. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, I, I, and so, I mean, I think, this is something, something that applies both for Kenya, Asia, and South America, is kind of as you know quote unquote western countries you know you have uh, european bloc uh in the united states they've kind of pulled away from religion uh you've seen a deeper uh investment and a deeper focus uh into you know uh evangelizing these uh uh developing countries uh and so a lot of um social status and uh unfortunately money comes from being very invested and plugged in into the Christian communities. I mean, uh, pastors, you know, they end up uh, doing very well uh, for establishing a church uh, with a lot of support, you know, from their European or American uh, uh, supporters, essentially. Uh, and so I think, and, and, and I mean, Kenya, uh, the government, you know, we, you know, we're a Christian country, uh, that's kind of the motto because everyone in, in the government is incentivized uh, to say that as well. And so you do have a very, uh, and, and and also ch- church is 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 both uh, uh, your religion, but also kind of just like you know you know it's it's very closely tied uh, into uh, your social interactions, and so church is a big deal. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to an African church, but they go forever. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> man, you, you know, no, if, if you don't have you know at least three hours blocked off, uh, Jeez, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, Christ. It's, yeah. Uh, but but again, and 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 some of that stems from back when Kenya was. Uh, was a uh, British colony is you know people would work essentially six days a week and church is the only time that you can get to you know unwind and and interact with people uh, and so that's why uh, it's so closely tied uh, to those those uh, those social bonds uh, that that are, that really established in church uh, and yeah yeah and so and so that's kind of the history behind it uh, and and also that kind of drives um, a lot of the whole. Um, you'll see a lot of countries have very strong, uh, uh, especially Ken- especially African countries, uh, very strong um, anti-LGBT. Uh, mm, uh, yeah, uh, that's huge. Uh, uh, agendas, and I mean, you have politicians, you know, campaigning on you know making it illegal, uh, you know, jailing anyone who's caught. Um, you know, there's still an LGBTQ community, um, but it's, it's very. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know it's kind of very hidden, and they're probably in the closet. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, because you know if you're out, then then it's illegal. Yeah, and, and, yeah, you, and exactly. you know you know uh, you might die, you might lose your job. You know, th- you know there's no protections. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sad for them. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, and again, I think I think a lot of that ties back in into the church where you see a lot of. Uh, you know, you know, pretty much, pretty much in the West, it's kind of just like a given. You know, you you, know, you, you essentially can't be a church and say, you know, we don't want any any gay people because then, then you know, you, you you're gonna lose lose a lot, a lot of support that way. Um, but if you do feel that way, uh, you'll find a lot of supporters. You know, if you go to say, 
uh, Africa or uh, or Asia or Central America as well, um, just because it's it's much easier to, you know, if if, if the community is kind of hidden, if you don't really know anyone, uh, that way you can kind of preach that you know this whole evil thing. But I mean, if you know somebody who's you know who who who's part of that community and they're you know they're a great person, then it's harder to kind of demonize them. And, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, it just me personally growing up too, uh, growing up in a small town and, you know, not really no, meeting anyone that was uh, declaring themselves as a homosexual until, like, I was in high school. Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe not on that scale, but I can definitely kind of understand that. Yeah. Um, is there, like, a role, like, from the gut, like, like, because there are some countries where, like, you can actually be killed for being an atheist and be, like, or jailed or whatever is that the case in that in Kenya? No, uh, yeah. So, so I mean, being an atheist is not illegal. Um, okay. You know, or, or anything like that. Um, but I mean, you do lose a lot of a lot of social status. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not something some, some that's really talked about or discussed um, very much, just because it's kind of like you know, why are you trying to cause problems? Why are you trying to um, you know interfere with you know? What's going on? Like you know, you, you know, so, so, so you're kind of more seen as a troublemaker, uh, just be, and, you know, and especially if you're, uh, if you have any influence with other people, then more people, more people will kind of you know be be angry with you, just because they think that you might influence you know their children or yeah know, or, 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 or your friends. Uh, so it's not so yeah, so it's not really, you know, illegal or anything per se, um, but the social costs of being public with it are. Are pretty high. Uh, I know that I always get in trouble whenever because because pastors are you know you know, you know are seen uh, in a very in a very high regard uh, in Kenya, and so uh, we even have a Kenyan pastor here. Uh, he runs a church um, in West Des Moines, uh, and uh, a lot of Kenyans, uh, uh, just just a lot of East Africans uh, end up going to that church. And you know, anytime he sees me, he's always like, you know, why aren't you at church? And it's like, I'm oh, sorry, it's this far away. He's like, no, you know, you can come. There's people who drive from far further away, and it's like, uh, you know, so so, so it's, it's it's very awkward. Uh, and and I've never had that conversation with him. But I'm just like, you know, you know, um, you know, I'm not a Christian or anything like that. Just because if I say that I know where it's gonna end, he's gonna you know call my parents, and it's gonna be a whole church thing uh uh because mm. it kind of kind of kind of essentially what happens is they have an intervention with you uh, <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> uh if, if you do that so 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 it's it's, it's much better just i mean it's easier to, to kind of just like make excuses than to actually deal with the repercussions of having i see everyone just like oh did you hear that you know you know this person or this person's son said this and it's just like oh god like yeah let's, let's, let's just avoid that and just say like yeah um I'll be, I'll, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there next week. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's like a cultural blindness almost that happens mm-hmm. when you're like um, doing those kind of people. Um, I'm noticing something is up with the camera. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I think we are gonna take a quick break here and then we come right back to it. So okay. all right, let's do that. Sorry, yeah, just all right. Let's go back into everything you just. <laughs> no, we have the audio as you can see. Um, so we were talking about. Um, religion and all that um, and then we kind of just halted uh, so how did that translate like into your life moving into America yeah. like were you still religious for a while how the hell oh, yeah. I mean uh, I was very um, 
religious growing up. Uh, I always make fun of my, my wife. Tell her I was a VBS champion like two years in a row. Uh, just memorizing all kinds, you know, passages and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, yeah and, and so when I came to the United States, church was very, were very, uh, was a very big part of just just my upbringing here. Um, because you know, you know, whenever you know you you know you leave a country, the first thing you want to do is is look for a community. Uh, and uh, actually, the church right down the street from uh, where Molly lives, First Assembly, big church. Um, they they had a very big uh, African uh, a community there. Uh, and essentially, uh, so this pastor who I'm always ducking, uh, <laughs> he was a pastor at the time there. Uh, and so we kind of had our own service. By our own, I mean kind of uh, it was just where all uh, people from you know uh, from an African background you know would go, uh, just because it really helps uh, both replicate you know that sense that that sense of community and just helps you connect. Uh, but but after I mean we we started getting more involved you know with the more uh, the general service. Uh, mm. I'll, I'll I'll put it in those terms, um, and so. Growing up, uh, yeah, you know, church on Sunday, um, Wednesdays, uh, you know, you know, we'd always have youth group, uh, and so and so that was a big thing uh, for me. All you know, you know, both through middle school. Um, I mean, to interrupt. Is that just? I remember when I so I grew up Catholic. I didn't grow up Protestant, gotcha. but I grew up in a Protestant um, community. Protestant community essentially, and like it was always Wednesday. Is that just like everywhere? It's just Wednesday uh, for every Protestant church. I it was for us too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think so. Uh, they they all just decide in the middle of the week. You know what we need? We need some fucking church man. Yeah, and and I mean, I I mean, I liked it because you know you know you go there so much young people. Uh, you know you know you're you're all like mostly in high school. No good, you know. Good chance to talk to girls. Uh, yeah, that's which, true. Which was, you know, probably the biggest reason that, that we'd go there. I mean, was, you know, that's that's how I brought most of my friends. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, there's just a few girls. So, so uh, <laughs> but but essentially, um, but I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it was good people. It was a good community. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we had a good pastor, but that church was kind of plagued with a couple of you know sex scandals. Ooh. Uh, you know, and so that's kind of one thing that pushed us away from that church per se oh yeah and kind of had me just you know re-examine uh, christianity just from a different perspective uh my sister she's like the first person who was kind of just like i'm done with religion and her and i would have these huge sparring sessions when she was in college uh just going back and forth ideas and and, and you know you know and i mean i mean I'm, I'm sure you've heard all the arguments yeah, uh, yeah. you know from uh, you know, I mean, what's like you used to argue, you know, that everything is just random and created itself, or oh, so now you believe, you know, you have faith in the Big Bang, or and and, and so I really didn't start re, you know, re-examining um, my religion until probably my sophomore year in college. I'm um, just thinking about, you know, you know, and just really asking yourself, uh, you know, why do you believe, you know, what you believe? Yeah, and and I mean, I, I think that's that's a good question for for anybody. It's a very important question that uh, not a lot of people are really willing to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. They kind of just they. It's like it's what you've kind of been describing, like what the case in Africa or Kenya seems to be. Sorry, mm-hmm. is uh, that it's like cultural no. more than anything. It's like kind of impressed and expected yeah. on you to like be this certain way. Yeah, so. yeah, and and for me, it's kind of just just like you know you know the biggest determiner of uh, well, well, I mean, I'll say the, the biggest factor in what your your religion is going to be growing up is just your geography. You know, uh, yeah. You know, so so if you're you know born and you know if you're born in in India, you're probably going to be. Be a Hindu, you know, you know, you know, if you're born 
uh, you know, if you're born in Iran or Iraq, you know, you know, you, you know you're gonna be you're probably gonna be a Muslim, uh, and and so and so and so you're just thinking about you know how all these uh, all these beliefs that uh, uh, come up. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it to me was this kind of you know it's just, it's it's just random, you know. I mean, you believe what you believe because the people you know who who raised you believe, and so and so and so you have this kind of just like infinite regression to where okay. When was a, like when did the first Kenyan become Christian? And he probably you know somebody who was colonized uh, by the British, or or, uh, or 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 even in China. I mean, there there there. I mean, if you're born there, you're probably gonna be non-religiously affiliated, uh, just because you were born there. And, and, and you know, and, and, and so my my biggest thing uh, was just the just just the whole deterministic. Uh, uh, and, and and kind of just like fatalistic uh, mindset where you know if you don't believe these things, yeah, you are gonna you know either go to hell or you won't be welcome. And but but then attributing that to it's just I mean I mean, I mean but, but then you juxtapose that to the fact that you know you you didn't really I don't remember him choosing to be a Christian or any of my friends choosing to be uh, a Muslim or Hindu. Just this is. This is what we are now. Yeah, it's been impressed upon you that this is just how you're going to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and so, I mean, I kind of look at it, you know, I'll, I'll just make fun of my friend who's, uh, you know, who's a Bears fan. I'm just like, you know, you're, you're a Bears fan, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's not your fault. You know, uh, I'm, 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 you know now, now you got to be miserable. You know, you know, it's, 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 but, but I mean, kind of the same thing. You don't really, you, you grow up with it, right? And, and it's hard to push back against something that, you know, you know against your family, uh, against your whole, you know, social uh, social circle, when you're ten, fifteen, you know, you know, I mean, you, you know, I mean, even if you're, you know, there's people who are in their, you know, thirties, forties, fifties who are just starting to question their faith, uh, and but then when you're so ingrained uh, in that community, you have to weigh the costs of uh, of kind of just doing your own thing versus or, or, or questioning your beliefs versus, um, you know losing everyone exactly like is it worth going through all that shit just to you know say hey i don't i don't agree it's you could say that you could apply that to like today's politics too um you know like there's such a divide i don't know that i need to get into that but it's kind of in a way it's almost similar like there's almost a religious ideology that's coming to politics it's like yeah i mean it's it's definitely an ideology right because uh you know you grow up in i mean if you grow up in a conservative household you're going to be exposed to a lot more conservative media outlets, uh, conservative, just a whole conservative way of thinking. And so, and so yeah. that's kind of going to be the lens in which you kind of view everything. Uh, and so, and so, what, 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 and so when, you, when you do, you know, ask me to question the beliefs, um, they're kind of already, you know, already equipped with all the counters, uh, uh, both for politics and, and I think religion works in a very similar uh, a sense, uh, or maybe in a deeper sense, just because... You know, if you change a political, you know, party, I mean, the cost of that is not, you know, no damnation and <laughs> damn, but, 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 you know, but I mean, for Christianity or, 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 or for, for other faiths, uh, then it, that essentially is, you know, am I going to be damned forever for not believing, you know, what I was taught? Uh, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I like your example, uh, with politics. I mean, no one's, you know, you know, you don't wake up and like, ah, okay. These are my beliefs now. I totally get. <laughs> you know, I mean, th- these things happen uh, over time, essentially. And yeah, and that's the really that's you know when it comes to religion or politics or anything, that's like one of the most difficult things. Is like you always have to remember that the reason somebody 
thinks and reasons in certain ways because mm-hmm. of their experiences. Mm-hmm. You can't really take that away from someone. Yeah, it's a it's a really difficult thing to like, you know, yeah. think about. Yeah. So 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 let me ask you a question. Yeah, so, go for so it. So kind of uh, talk to me about your kind of spiritual uh, journey per se. Uh, yeah. With <laughs> my spiritual journey, my yeah. non spiritual journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm an atheist. Um, uh, so I I grew up pretty hardcore well it's actually really interesting so when i was like just born my parents actually weren't really that religious um and then like kind of around i want to say it could be misremembering but like when i was around like four or five my parents just started like kind of going back into church they kind of just got into it i think my dad kind of being more political had something to do with that as well um and yeah and then my mom just kind of got really conservative really uptight with it um there was probably a good period in my life where i really did believe in god and everything that was associated with that um <clears throat> i would say probably around six, fifteen, sixteen is when i really started to question things mm-hmm. um things just didn't add up there was a lot of you know when you grow up catholic it's very you know it's very strict very like you know no questions asked this is kind of just how mm-hmm. it is and me being a you know thinking person i didn't like that at all <laughs> um I would say the biggest deterrent from a religion was uh, I was, you know, being Catholic and growing up in the Protestant um, dominant neighborhood and town and all that. Um, I was thinking about maybe joining the Protestant Church or Protestant Reformed Church, and they told me that if I did that if I did that and I did not get confirmed Catholic because that was kind of the decision. Okay. As I was like I was being formed forced into Catholicism, uh, getting confirmed into Catholicism mm-hmm. when I was like seventeen, and they were like, "We're not going to pay for your education or like any of that if you don't." Mm-hmm. They they used that threat, and then that really got me thinking like. You know, the whole purpose of religion is to believe something and to, like, formulate everything around it. Yeah. Um, and I'm obviously not able to do this right now. So kind of – and then I think over the years, I think I would probably say it was 1920, you know, in college, just dropping out of college is when I really would just affirm myself as, like, yeah, I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, I think – I don't know about for you personally, but I think there's always a period of agnosticism mm-hmm. kind of in between that, yeah. too. Yeah. You had, like, that year or two where you're like, you know, I'm not really sure um, – I might still believe it, but I really hate all the bullshit that's going on, so I'm just gonna lay low. Yeah. I don't know. Like, are you? So, would you say you're a firm atheist or? Uh, so, I mean, I, was, I don't know. And this, this is like the most like millennial answers. Like, I don't want to put a label on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, so so I mean, one thing I'm sure of is I'm definitely not not a Christian. Uh, and and I, I I say that, but I, I mean, I'm not trying to say that you know if there's anything wrong with Christianity or anything wrong with yeah. any kind of religion because um, as I was going through, you know, this whole questioning phase in college, uh, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I was with my wife or like my girlfriend at the time uh, and she's very, very religious. And so this... D- sorry, does she continue to be religious? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. And, and so, and so she, and so we had some of our worst like fights going through this because, mm. you know, you stepping away from, uh, uh, I mean, I'd almost say it's, it's, it's similar to kind of what you went through with your parents because with you stepping away from religion, it's not just stepping away, you know, from that faith. It's stepping away from that, you know, you know that's a very big part of their lives. And exactly. Then, you know, and, then, and so they feel like, you know, you're taking something away from them. It's almost like you're shitting on a part of your relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're rejecting, you know, that, uh, that, 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 that whole part of it. Exactly. And, and so, um, and so that, that was a strain, uh, and and I mean, I think for me, what I realized is just because it's not a big part of 
my life doesn't mean that it's not still important. And you know, I have no issues with Christians or or, or or any person of faith. My biggest thing is, you know, just you know, I don't care what you believe in, just just don't be an asshole. Yeah, you know, because 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 I mean, you 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 will find atheists who are just like the biggest. Oh, hundred ten percent. Yeah, I was just talking with Molly about this a couple of days ago, and they it's like the people that make you look like an asshole. Yeah, it's the people who are like going up to Grandma Sue, who's like. Or you know, like some some sixty year old lady who yeah. never heard a fly and is just chilling, and she yeah. says she believes in God, and you go like rip her yeah. new asshole. No, God is dead, you know. Jesus was, you know, blah blah blah, and then you know you hear something about the Catholic Church, like this is who you're supporting, you know. So you know, it's like no, that's that's not really you know uh, a, a part of them. But but I think for me, uh, essentially, is you know just going through the whole process, realizing that even though it's not what I believe, it's not my faith, it's still very important uh, to uh, to 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 my wife. And so I mean, I. I still go to church sometimes. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I even encourage her to go to church more often than, than, than she encourages me because I'm just like, you're not going to church in a while, you know. You, you, you do all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, we, we didn't go to churches in Ankeny, uh, and 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 that's that's my main thing, you know. And I I I, I can still tell that you know it, it, it it's important to her. So if it's important to her, it's important to me, even though it's not what I what I believe. Uh, and so. Uh, again, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with a lot of the teachings in Christianity. I mean, I think the biggest thing religion just teaches you just to be a good person, you know. Because I mean, if we start debating, you know, who, you know, who came first, you know, you know, you have you have Jesus on one side, you have Muhammad on the other side, uh, you have Hinduism that like you know a million gods, you know, throwing some Zeus and some. You got the sun. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you got the Egyptians. I mean, they built the pyramids. Uh, you know, you know, you know, and, and, and so, so I mean, the whole concept of God, God, I mean, I think that's something that you will find in any any community. I mean, it just depends how that's you know kind of packaged and uh, and and delivered. But I mean, just the whole concept of a higher being, um, and and that being so ever present be- just between humans in general. Uh, you know, whether or not you're you know in the you know in the rainforest, in the desert. Uh, you know, in, in no, not Antarctica, there's nobody there. Uh, but like, you know, <laughs> not very many. You know, uh, you know, I mean, in like way northern Canada, uh, where everything's frozen. I mean, you still have you know that same that same connection, and so and so. My thing is not so much just rejecting the fact that you know that there there is something that's bigger than us. It's more of you know just because you know it was packaged this way. Now we have you know this whole story, and you know and. And when you have that many people believing the same thing, I mean, it's it's definitely a way to aggregate power uh, and control over a very large segment of people. Oh, easily. Um, and that's kind of my always biggest argument is like, it, my my personal thing is I don't have anything against the people who are religious. It's, I have things against the religious institutions themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that even goes to like the people who run it. I mean, I'm I. There are a lot of people I think that may be corrupt in those positions, but there are also plenty of people who are just like yeah. regular religious yeah. people who just truly yeah. believe that that's what they're. There's nothing wrong with, with Mother Teresa. She's a great person. Or she was a great person, you know. I mean, I mean, like, like you, like you can't. Like, Molly, you want to pull that shit up? You can't. Uh, oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry to you, burst your bubble. You guys have some shit on. on, on, uh, on oh, on she was oh, wow. she was corrupt as fuck, man. She it took was? a ton of money from the church. Oh, I did not a know. A ton that. of money. Oh, oh yeah. Man, you, you you just damn. Jamie. Oh wow. Pull that shit up, Molly. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, just oh, go to snap. Wikipedia. Okay. Go to her Wikipedia, and there's oh like a whole gosh. there's a whole fucking section oh, on man. it. I must get educated here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, cause oh God. 
So 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 yeah 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 again like <laughs> bad example, but I don't no, I know what you're no, saying. No, 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 but but I mean I actually, I actually think it's it's a, it's a good example because uh, just the way that you know she's she's kind of labeled. I mean yeah know, yeah gives you you know the perception of you know you can't hate on Mother Teresa. <laughs> uh, uh, but but then but then but then if you look deeper, that's when you find out that you know yeah that's okay. So in 1991. Editor of the British Journal, The Lancelet, visit the home of the Dying Institutes in wherever lack and describe. Doctors in hospice. See what? Sorry. There's, there was like a lack of doctors in her hospice care. Uh, Just to save money, essentially, or. Yeah. So, like people who were dying, she kind of just didn't help them. She was kind of just like, "Oh, they're dying. Oh well." So, so, so essentially, she, she would just pray for them. And, and and deny them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Medical care. Their their soul's gonna be a lot better yeah, off, yeah, you know. So I'm not, I, okay. Um, try scrolling down a little bit. Uh, th- there was uh, there's some stuff with money that was really fucked up. Um. Okay. Oh, Motivation go. for charitable activities. She's a Help her. It's oh. misleading, and only a few hundred people are served by even the largest of the homes. Oh, so all this all this money that went to. Well, I'm understanding all this money that went to that thing. What didn't even go to that many people. In 98, among the 200 charitable assistant organizations reported to operate in Calca, Missionaries of Charity was not ranked among the largest charity organizations, with, with the Assembly of God Charity nobly serving a greater number of the poor at 18,000 meals daily. And so... So it wasn't even that much. Yeah, and that's what you in the bottom, where uh, you have an Australian... She was sometimes accused by Hindus in her adopting country trying to convert the poor to Catholicism by stealth. Christopher Hitchens, who, oh god, I love that guy. He described Mother Teresa's organization as a cult that promotes suffering and old and, or, and did not help those in need. He said that Mother Teresa's own words on poverty proved that her intention was not to help people while he quoted her words at a 90, 1981 press conference when she was asked, Do you teach the poor to endure their what? Their lot? She replied, I think it's very beautiful to the poor to accept their lot, to share it with the passion of the Christ. I think the world is being much helped by the suffering of the poor people. Holy shit. Yeah. So, well, well, so, stop right there, Mo. I mean, talk about like, her relationship with colonialism and racism. You have an you have a Australian feminist writing about her saying that Mother Teresa is a quintessential image of the white woman in the colonies working to save the dark bodies from their own temptations and failures. Uh, and, and kind of just skipping over some things. And you have, you know, dark bodies cannot act on their own volition uh, to stretch their own capacity for they must... So, 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 so yeah, I mean... This, this this is all like a shock, <laughs> but uh, but yeah yeah I mean and, and see if you can find the part with money because yeah. um, I mean we kind of glanced over it but really towards the end of her life she kind of felt disconnected from God and kind of stopped believing but she didn't yeah. tell anybody well, uh, but but again I mean I mean I think that kind of goes back into the packaging yeah. of religion of religious figures uh, I mean because I mean that's, that's how you end up with all these scandals I mean you have these people. Yeah, that are looked up to, you know, they're, they're admired, and then you end up realizing that they're people, and people mess up, people do dumb shit. Uh, yeah, it's and, like a power game almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and but but again, you know, when you have so much power uh, in in a certain image, like 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 Mother Teresa, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think her her does her the image of her. You know, when you, when you say that, uh, you know, you know, it, it conjures an, an image of you know somebody who's you know, out here doing all these great things. Um, but I mean, it's still been a shock to me. I'm just like, really? Like, come on, like you let me down. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I mean that, you know, that kind of speaks to how, um, when you do have organized religion, it kind of protects itself and protects its own image because it knows, 
um, that, that you have to, you know, give out this, uh, that they have to be perceived in a certain light. Exactly. You know, in, you know, in order to, in order for, for you know, for, 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 in order for your message uh, to be able to, uh, uh, to continue uh, the way, the way it is essentially. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of the whole thing with religion in general and like, you know, how the, even the story of Jesus has come about. It's all through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, and almost like, it, it doesn't even really matter what really happened. All that matters is that you um, secure a belief. Yeah. Um, you find anything, Molly, or not really? It's kind of just. Not really. It's all kind of just. Well, we're not fucking Wikipedia. We're just a podcast over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, from what I remember, it was. Uh, she was involved with. Uh, she was actually involved politically, Wait, I'm pretty she sure. She was supposed to be living in poverty, and she wasn't. She was just living it up. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, because if you have the choices. Do you want to live in poverty or do you want to, you know, live it up, essentially? I mean, it, it's very tempting, uh, especially especially as you're getting older. I mean, you are definitely want to be more comfortable. I mean, yeah, when exactly. you wake up on a straw bed or something, you know, for you know, sometimes where you're just like, yeah, all right, I'm done. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so, so, I mean, that's kind of just like how I came to believe uh, what I believe. I mean, uh, just, just kind of going back to our topic was uh, I'm not somebody who demonizes religion i understand why religion i mean uh is very important to people uh and even though it's not important to me i i never demonize people um for for their beliefs uh just you know just don't try to shove them down my throat you know yeah and, and, and we're good there's a difference between educating someone and like just trying to fucking shit on them yeah you know big yeah. difference yeah um well, uh, I guess kind of staying away from religion. Uh, you so or not staying away from it, going away from it for a little bit, for say. Um, you're you're becoming a lawyer, is that why here? Yeah, yeah. Um, both my parents uh, are lawyers. <laughs> lawyers. Well, my father is currently a judge, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so um, I do want to ask, like, how kind of, what what made you decide to go do all sure, that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, in college, I was convinced I want to be an engineer. Uh, so my dad always wanted me to be, and I just mm-hmm. eh, not really liking it. Uh, I've always had. Uh, I mean, I, I really enjoy politics. I really enjoy economics. Do you want to be a poli-sci major? I'm like, what am I going to do after? You know, let's, let's go to D.C. or something. Uh, but um, essentially, I mean, uh, just working uh, at Iowa State after I graduated. I worked for a scholarship program, uh, which helped me a lot. Um, but I just, I mean, I think it's very... And and I'm kind of debating this because... Uh, also, also like just like being asked, you know, what what type of law I want to practice, mm, uh, yeah. and I mean, I, I especially at this time, I know there's a lot of pressure uh, on me, you know, to go into civil rights or you know, to, you know, to do something mm. to, to be a lawyer who uh, who's gonna you know go out here and like serve his community. Um, but I also feel this pressure as well. Like, I don't want to be the one to kind of. You know, kind of carry that cross. Like, I mean, I, I, and and because, uh, I mean, I, I essentially just want to go into uh, into law, probably focus on on, on bankruptcies. Um, and and a lot of the, my, my biggest motivation is I want to do something that can, um, you know, give me a very very stable lifestyle. And uh, I know I know I know uh, my wife. She wants to be a stay at home. Uh, mom for uh, for a time, and so I mean, just finding something that's gonna uh, enable me to do that, enable uh, us to do that essentially. But I also just enjoy the study of law. I enjoy the practice of law. Um, I'm, I'm I'm reading a couple of books um, right now. I just finished a book by uh, Alan Dershowitz, a very very famous lawyer. He did uh, the OJ case. He did. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, he. he Wait, which did, side the OJ case was he on? Uh, he was on the defense. 
<laughs> it, yeah, it's still yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's always on. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's defended some pretty. Uh, I mean, Harvey. Uh, uh, is it Harvey? No, no. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, no, no. Is, is he the? Did he? Uh, is it Harvey Weinstein? The Who's? One? Uh, I mean, they're both right. Who's the other guy? Molly, pull that up. What was his name? He, he had a documentary, a, a series on Netflix. Um, he he just hanged himself. Or, or just, oh, David Epstein. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, Good old Jeffrey. Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. So that's who he defended. Yeah, yeah. He oh, was his okay. lawyer. Uh, also defended Trump in the uh, in the impeachment. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so wait, uh, Mueller? Uh, no, uh, Alan Dershowitz. I mean, he he was, okay, he was okay. on that team. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and so and so he kind of, um, yeah. His whole mo is just to, um, you know, I mean, and and I mean, his his whole mo is. You know, he believes that every person, regardless of you know who they are, deserves the right to counsel. Uh, he's got very rich off of that. I mean, he's a very, <laughs> uh, sure. uh, very, very smart lawyer. Uh, I think he defended Mike Tyson too. Um, but um, uh, but yeah. So 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 essentially, just just going back to sorry. Try yeah. try to find his net worth. If you don't mind. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in the millions. I mean, I don't think he's. In, uh, but but also, I mean, if he wants to hide his net worth, I think he can. Oh, he probably could. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hide it pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's actually why uh, I twenty five million. million. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, so that, that's actually why I want to I want to study law. Is, is, is your dad looking for somebody to clerk for him? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, well. I guess I guess it's just curious because uh, uh, you know my parents have both been uh, mm-hmm. they've been involved in law for a very long time. Yeah. Um, is there something in particular that like motivated you to want to? Is there like okay, like for my father, he watched To Kill a Mockingbird, okay. and that was like what motivated sure, one. Yeah. You know, sorry, I don't mean to put the no, pressure no, no, on no, you or no, anything. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, I actually just read that book the first time. Wow, uh, like okay. gosh, like six months ago, something like that. Uh, yeah, it's a good book. Um, not. Not particularly. I mean, I, I, I just I think it's something uh, that I'm both that interests me, and I think something that I'll be uh, good at. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't have this whole like you know wake up moment where I was like I need to go and you know pick up you know the sword and join pick the up fight. the pieces. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> nah, it's like you know what? Yeah, because because I mean, I essentially quit my other job because uh, uh, I was like, I want to do something different. I do I do some something that that I enjoy and some something that pushes me. Uh, my other job, I mean, it was I mean, I felt that my work was meaningful, but it wasn't really pushing me. I was kind of just stuck essentially. So I'm just like, let's do something different. And and uh, took the LSAT first time was all right. Second time was a lot better. Uh, Sorry, that's the is that the log exam? Yeah, yeah. So how many times did you, did you take uh, it? I took it twice. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, 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 the, the, you always fail at once. And well, my mom did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I did well, but like my, my score wasn't high enough to uh, uh to, to get where I wanted to, and then I'm like, okay, maybe I should actually. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, and I was like, maybe okay. I should like study for real this time. Uh, and I'm not so, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, because 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 I was like started for like a month and a half. Uh, but uh, the same time, you know, I had a very good study plan. Uh, but but even just doing that, um, just challenging my brain and just being able to like, okay, like. I you know and 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 just I felt pushed uh, in that in that preparation, uh, and that's essentially what motivated me um, into wanting to go and study law. And I'm not set on any kind of particular. I mean, I, I say bankruptcy now. I feel like that's probably going to change. Um, but 
one thing I do want to avoid a lot is you know being being in the courtroom and you know going through the whole back and forth whether mm. you, you know you know you know, you know whether you're on the prosecution or whether you're on the defense. Um, I just think that type of law is very emotionally draining. Um, mm, just that, like, I mean, that's true. You know, yeah. just based on you know, you know this person's you know life, their livelihood, uh, and you know you're either you know trying to put them away, trying to you know help them, uh, you know get the best deal possible. Um, I I I'd just rather deal just kind of straight up contracts. Uh, and I'll say it's kind of interesting for you though. Like I would I would pinpoint you as like being the guy that was in the courtroom. You seem like a very talkative. Like yeah, like you know you could you could sway you could sway twelve <laughs> people pretty easily. I think yeah, yeah. And, and and I mean I mean I've I've thought about that. I mean I I, I really do enjoy uh, public speaking uh, and you know you know having a platform, but also I mean I I, I don't really want that. Um, I don't I don't call it baggage, but I mean I'll say that that responsibility. No, it's a, it's very straining. I I, I mean I, I don't need to get into specifics with my father, but there were plenty of cases that you know he came out and you could tell it was just fucking way on him. Yeah. And, and and so uh, uh, what kind of law did both your parents practice? So my mother is more that what you were describing, like that contract kind of. She's actually part owner of a law firm, which okay. I'm not gonna. I don't even remember the name. To be honest, that's how good of a son I am. <laughs> um, but my, my father's a judge, um, and he had been a prosecutor for many years. He was actually, uh, he, I'm not going to give away that position, but he had an uh, elected position that was involved in law um, for several years um, and back in Northwest Iowa where we grew up. So it was always prosecution laws what he dealt with. So there were plenty of cases where, you know, it was like horrible rapes or murders, kids being murdered. Um, I think he specifically worked with like, uh, the department where kid, you know, there were troubled youth where they were in a bad environment at home and they need to be put, you know, foster system or whatever. I think he worked with that directly as well. Um, and he actually growing up, he actually had background with that because his parents were like amongst having kids, they had like a, almost like a foster farm. So they'd have like, you know, 12 kids living at them at the same time, including their own. They'd have just all these, you know, kids that were, you know, just in the system. So, I mean, I think that kind of, you know, so he was kind of working with that too. So that's kind of what they've done, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so I always like to ask that question because, yeah. and, and I sure you feel like more pressure, like just during this time, I think going on in the country, mm, um, with, yeah. you know, just a more focus on, um, you know, advocating for equality, advocating for justice, uh, and really feeling that pressure personally. You know, d- d- just being a man of color, uh, but also, and and, and I mean, also, I'm sorry, uh, but I mean, essentially, I, I almost feel bad for not for not wanting that responsibility. I see what you're saying. Uh, essentially, just because I mean, I think a lot of other lawyers just you know. They can just major what they want. Just oh yeah, that's that's fine. Um, but just this this whole pressure, you know, because uh, we recently watched uh, Just Mercy, uh, mm. good movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, that was the one that they just yeah, put yeah, up on, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, and and it's you know you know it's, it's an ongoing case about a false falsely accused black man in the South, uh, and 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 he has a lawyer defending him. And this was actually, and it's it's, it's fairly recent. I mean, it's in the uh, early early 90s you know and so it's like you know like my lifetime you know this this still still going on um and yeah and, and so I, I do feel kind of like i'm abdicating um that responsibility to somebody else but then again 
just struggling with the fact that I, mean, I don't think that's my responsibility to begin with or or it should be and it's it's it's, it's uh i mean it's i'm 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 really torn uh, uh with it just because it's something that, that i could get into but i just i feel that you know i want to feel that that i'm the one determining my own path not any kind of uh you know outside forces pushing me in one direction uh, yeah. or another well i will say um you have a very and i kind of want to Getting to ask you about this because again, maybe this is just me being a stereo, you know, stereotyping and being an asshole. But I think you do kind of have a very interesting perspective on you know being a black man in America. You know, considering where you grew up and having moved here, mm-hmm. um, would you say there's anything like similar or different in like like how you perceive all that? Um, I'll say that I definitely see it through. So so being you know an African man. Uh, in this country, you know, from Africa, um, my, I guess, so, American history, no, I just, I've just only been American for about, you know, two years now, uh, oh, wow, no, 19, yeah, 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 I've not even been an American for, I've not even been an American for a year yet, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, so, so, I mean, I've only been American for, like, eight, nine months-ish, um, and, and so, really understanding that, you know, a lot of American history, that's not, my history per se i mean my history is much more tied uh with you know with europe than it is yeah. uh, with the united states um but i mean i do understand inequality and i do understand how you know how this country has has ended up in, in this moment um and so my 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 perspective is definitely um that of somebody who can kind of kind of take a step back because um going back to uh, what we're talking about you know with, with corruption uh or you know this whole um uh divide you know, you know political divide um i've seen you know a side of it from you know from kenya where the government is really really corrupt uh where the, where the division is you know not just you know protests but it's 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 a whole life and death thing I mean, yeah violence yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and and i mean you're you're seeing some of that now but i mean mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you can scale it up uh, or, or, or even the divide. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think that that, that that the whole tribalism thing. I think we could get there, but I, I do see what you're saying. I don't think yeah. we're quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, and point. yeah, and and I mean, a lot of it is fueled, you know, by uh, you know who, who who's currently in office. Um, um, but also just just different narratives because I mean, um, you can you know you you you'll find the you know the extremists on on either side, uh, and exactly. I mean. Um, my, my, perspective, my perspective to all of this is, you know, people need to just really just think, not not of just themselves and what, what, what they believe in, but really question. Uh, and I, I think there's a lot of power in questioning, you know, where your beliefs stem from. Um, I'm probably, I mean, so 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 just 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 put it out there. I mean, I I don't identify with with with, with the either party just because um, I think there's you know it's good ideas uh, that can come from from from, from either side. Um, but also, there's a lot of bad ideas. Yeah, that's on either side, and uh, and I mean, but I mean, I'll say I'm fairly liberal on on everything. I'm, I'm pretty conservative uh, when it comes to um, spending money, just because I'm just a student. Uh, I'm the exa- I, I would yeah. say I align. I think and I think a lot of people like. Sorry, how old are you again? I'm 27. Yeah, 27. Okay, yeah. so I'm 24, 25. So yeah. about the same age. I feel like there are there is a 
you know, large people that are yeah, our age that yeah. like I have that. People. Yeah, yeah, and, and and the whole thing is like, I mean, but what I don't like is you know it has to be you know all all one thing or the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's exactly. nothing, you know, there's nothing good that this person can do, and everything this person has done is bad. Uh, you know, and so you know, and so I mean. Or vice versa, that everything yeah. someone does yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah, and, and this person, you know, they, they can't you know tie their shoes properly. Uh, but, but you know, uh, you know, and so and so, but w- w- when you have that, you know, you know, you know, w- when you're so bifurcated between you know, you know, everything, you know, you know, everything's either zero or one. You know, there's there's no there's, there's no middle ground. Um, that really erodes a whole. Um, social uh conversation that you're able to have because immediately once this person opens their mouth you know you, you just you're working to discredit them uh and i always challenge that people just listen to things that listen to people they don't agree with uh yes. and and i mean i mean i have a lot of podcasts and people just like oh i cannot believe there's saying this <laughs> uh, but 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 i mean i know that there's somebody listening to them like yes this person gets me you're right you know you know you know and so and so that really helps you understand both arguments understand both both perspectives and i think it makes you just a more well-rounded person uh in general being able to understand somebody else's viewpoints whether i mean on even the most controversial topics whether you know talking about race or whether you're talking about uh a, a gender identity or, or 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 anything that you know that falls into that spectrum uh immigration uh is, is you know is a big thing where i would say you know that the current administration's uh, immigration policies are very close to what you know kenya is doing with uh, uh with, with respect to the somalians uh, hmm. over there uh you know you know you know and so and uh and a lot of kenyans just say yeah you know get them all out we don't want them here uh you know <laughs> you know send them back uh and, and and you know you know you know and so understanding that just because it's happening here doesn't mean that it happens nowhere else in the world. You know, you know. I mean, I mean, there are countries that you know take zero immigrants, uh, that take zero refugees. You know, uh, and so just really understanding that. You know, you know. I mean, and I mean, I mean, America still, you know, it's a young country, it's a growing, it's a growing country, but I still think, you know, it's it's a like very very like it's a fantastic country, and I'm so glad uh, uh, that I have the opportunity, you know, to be here because I mean, I have friends. Uh, who I still talk to in Kenya, and they're just like, man, like, I really wish that I was I was in your position, you know, you know, and 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 given you know the people that are you know protesting, uh, protesting in the streets, um, I still think that you know it's like and, and, and any country essentially uh, has to deal with you know deal with this history, but uh, but I mean, uh, I think my perspective just definitely comes from you know seeing not just you know what's going on here but also juxtaposing that you know to what's going on in kenya and and just reading about you know what's going on in other countries uh gives you a more you know that we can kind of step back and not just be in the moment or or or, or, or see you know what's going on in your little you know pocket of the world um but you know being able to see things uh from you know for, just from a deeper perspective uh really makes you appreciate you know what what you have and uh gives you gives you gives you a position to change uh, you know what you don't have into you know what what could be or what's possible. Yeah, it's it's very important to be open minded, like you said, be willing to listen to other people and like assume maybe they have something they don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think you know I think the bottom line with all this with everything, if we're gonna get into you know what's happening right now, I think mm-hmm. bottom line's education. Yeah, I don't think people are like properly knowing all the facts. I think it's educated, you know, and. I'm not going to say anything about the movement that's going on right now, but mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of critical thinking happening. I see a lot of emotion. Yeah. And I think, like, I think it's important to hear from people like you, who you're, you know, you're obviously a very intelligent, like, open-minded person. You've 
had experiences that are different from a lot of people and it's important that's important so yeah yeah and and yeah going with your point but also just perspective right because uh you know just because i see this one way today or i think this should happen uh, uh i think this should happen tomorrow doesn't mean that you know that's gonna be um you know you know that that that's not subject to change you know and and every action has has repercussions for people but I mean, i i really like your point where there's not a lot of critical thinking going on i think there's a lot of it's it's a very emotional time very uh, emotional and and whether or not it's you know you know you're talking about you know protesting uh for justice or or your uh for justice and equality or you know you want to go you know tear down a statue uh you know there's 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 not i mean just because you feel so strongly doesn't mean that everybody has to feel the way you feel exactly you know, you know so so i mean you know really believing in something doesn't make you right it makes you passionate you know you know i mean there's a lot of people who you know are really you know you know you know i hardly i disagree with completely you know and but i mean they're very passionate about it you know uh and so or, or, or there's a lot of, you know there was a lot of very 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 passionate nazis doesn't mean that they're all right. So, I mean, uh, uh, when you step back and, 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 and you know, kind of question, you know, why do I believe this thing, you know, you know or, or whether you're on, you know, on the left or the right, just really, you know, thinking more critically about, you know, where, where, these, beliefs, where these beliefs stem from and, and being able to listen. I think there's a lot of people who just want to, you know, push their agenda as far as possible. Um, and at the expense of plowing through everybody who doesn't uh, who, who doesn't agree with them, and that's something that I think you know. I mean, I don't believe any political party, any politician, you know, has you know this mandate to be able to just you know overrule every single person. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that because I don't think people are you know regardless of however you feel about this, mm-hmm. like that's kind of what's at stake, isn't it? Or uh, how I feel, anyways, is like if this emotionally charged thing keeps going, we could potentially end there. Yeah. Um, getting away from that though, yeah. um, how did COVID affect you guys? Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Molly says you guys were going a little crazy during oh, that whole man, thing. Oh man, gosh! <laughs> oh, cooped up in a one-bedroom apartment during lockdown. Damn, yeah. Oh man. You guys are both very social. Yeah, and so so. <laughs> so how'd you work? So where were you working? How'd your work get affected? Oh yeah, that? yeah. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because uh, so essentially I was training for a position at Wells Fargo working in the, in the mortgage department where we, where we handle a lot of the um, just the bankruptcies and foreclosures. Sorry, Wells Fargo you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, the, the evil empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least you can admit that, man. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but you know, you know, that, you know, the evil empire still needs employees. They, they pay you, right? You know, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to, you know, put on the, the clone suit and you know, shoot shoot the lasers at people uh yeah so um yeah so so i was training for it and uh and i work at the one in uh uh in uh west des moines on jordan creek parkway huge huge campus there's like almost ten thousand people working there and so uh, halfway through our training as cases kept rising um what, what essentially happened is the building start, the building started emptying out and we couldn't continue our training because we know we were training. You know, it was like 14 people in one room, which is like, oh god, COVID again. No, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know? uh, and you know, and so everyone was essentially just like, 
uh, literally the shit hit the fan and so people like you know being sent home to work from home and so they're trying to figure out what they can do with us you know because because we're, we're not even employees yet you know we, you know we're still contractors you know we're, we're still uh, under the managed resources and so we have like half system access and half this shit I'm just there like I'm just counting down the days till I'm done uh, and, and, and then so what happened to my department uh, essentially you know we were like halfway through our training when everything shut down we only knew, knew how to do half the stuff uh, <laughs> And so, and, you know, and then all the mortgages uh, entered into forbearance, or, or a lot of the mortgages entered into forbearance. You can't do any bankruptcies. You can't do any foreclosures. Uh, but I still, I, technically, I was still an essential employee, whatever the hell that means. Me being essential, essentially, <laughs> me being essential was me going to work, and, like, there'll be, like, a couple things for me to do, and then I'm chilling. I have to be there for eight hours per my contract. So... I'm I'm at home, downloading movies and shows, to watch at work, for for the six hours that I'm just chilling there, uh, and then you know you know you know and so our building's like maybe at ten percent capacity, you know so you have maybe like not even that probably like what 20. area town is your building huh what area town was your building uh this 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 is in uh, uh West Des Moines okay okay yeah yeah Jordan Creek Parkway ah yeah huge campus um and now it's down to like five hundred people from ten thousand and like my floor there's like 16 people in a place that sits like maybe 500 and so there's nobody in there uh and so another thing that they did is they made all the food and snacks free uh and so and so covid uh so for my work it it wasn't that bad uh and i mean we still get emails you know one person or two people have a case Every couple of weeks, it's like whatever. Like, I don't really care because if somebody on my team gets it, then I still get paid to take those two weeks off. So it's like somebody damn uh, really COVID. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and so personally, it's not been that bad. Uh, but I did take about a month off um, just when things were heating up back in back in. Uh, where is it? I think it was in March. Yeah, yeah, it was in March. Um, March April. And you know, no one knew what was going on. There was cases, fatalities. That's when New York was getting hit really hard. Mm. Uh, my my sister lives in New York City. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck. And so she was like locked down, locked down. Like you know, and you, to be locked down in New York, is, is it was an apartment she was locked yeah, in. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, it was exactly. like closet. Yeah, it wasn't a closet. Yeah, and so, um, but I mean, like, like everybody, I mean, it was just stressful. Like, like I'm a very social person, and we couldn't. No, my, my wife and I, we couldn't go anywhere. We were just watching movies. You know, kind of working out, kind of not. I was like, you know what, screw it. We have COVID. You know, COVID's going on. We're locked down. I'm like, all right, it's 10 in the morning. I'm drinking wine. Who even cares anymore? Don't right? care. <laughs> uh, uh, so, 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 I mean, I mean it, it was pretty hard. Um, but, it's not, but, I mean, as things started to, you know, relax a little bit. Uh, but when, it's hard when you, when you both have different perspectives of it. I'm kind of just like, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, she's more of... Uh, you know, we need to be as safe as possible. And it's like, ah, whatever. If we get it, we'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, but, you guys are young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I mean, I definitely think it's it's, it's especially when you're dealing with the pandemic. Um, really, what we're seeing right now is you know people who had a lot of like my mentality, like ah, you know, I'll be fine. Uh, but you can still you can still spread it. Yeah. Uh, and so I've kind of come around to the fact that you know it's it's better to be it's better to be safe. Uh, and it's better to just you know and, and i mean it's 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 worth sacrificing you know some of your you know freedoms or some of the things that you like 
in order to slow this thing down because a lot of countries have it under control. United States is going the complete opposite. You know, the Europeans, when, when, when Italy was getting hammered and Spain was getting hammered, the UK, you know, they, they shut everything down and uh, they, they did a good job of, of really still propping up uh, a lot of their economies. Um, by you know by paying uh, and I don't, I don't jump jump too much back into politics, but uh, uh but, you know but by paying people eighty percent of their salary, I mean you can live on that if you're you're not doing anything. Yeah, you know, you know, you know you're not you're not going out. You know, I mean, I mean you're 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 essentially just literally just paying the bills and buying food. It's true. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so and so they, so they were able to get by on that. And uh, but you know, I mean, the one thing I just really want people to understand is that, you know if you want to bring this thing to a close you know you have to you know really take you know wearing masks social distancing uh seriously because otherwise you end up in a, in a spot where kind of like where we are you know now we have a u-shaped curve you know where it went up came back down now we're mm-hmm. going back up again uh and i mean and I, I don't see how um we're able to bring that down without a more a more unified message uh but yeah covid was i mean not was is uh and even talking to my parents, uh, uh, I'll ask you the same question after this. But I mean, I asked them that they're like, "There's this is the biggest thing, like one of the biggest events in, in their lifetimes as well." Yeah, and we're all going, we're all going through it at the same time. It's fucking nuts. It's there's definitely gonna be like a shift. It's like 2020 is gonna be like that year where it's like things, yeah. you know, it's like 1776 or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not i don't know if that was even possible but you know 2020 uh that's good yeah it's gonna be like that paradigm shift year you know it's fucking weird all this crazy yeah it's gonna be uh, molly you made a really good point the other day um (laughs) she's like the focus on her (laughs) um but it's like you know what she pointed out was like even though things may you know physically go back to normal mm. um things may socially still yeah. remain you know like hand sh- you know i shook your hand yeah. but you know there's some people who would be like what the fuck are you doing you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no yeah, yeah definitely i mean even just like uh just thinking back to just like our you know concerts or movies like you know some movie there's open who wants to go to the movie and sit there for two hours, some dude coughing in the back. You know, second somebody sneezes or coughs, and like, right? People are gonna have a lot of PTSD from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The cases of like crazy people like going like <laughs> coughing on vegetables in oh grocery stores yeah. and shit. It's 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 ridiculous, but but I mean, uh, yeah, and I, I definitely agree with what Molly's saying. Just because it's 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 traumatizing, and no one wants to go back to being locked down in their basement. But just like understanding, you know, like it, it, things are things have to be different after this. Well, and you know, the thing that you know people really don't think about is you know even if this, even if, you know this isn't as serious. Mm. This could branch into like other viruses that could you know yeah. because the the jump from like bat to human isn't something that from what I understand I'm not a scientist but from what I understand this is like something that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. So the fact that this has happened that viruses been able to mutate and mm-hmm. happen this could potentially lead to other more dangerous yeah, viruses yeah. occurring and, and and so i'm not a scientist either but i mean I, I know that it does happen uh with i mean about every 10-ish years you get something like something like this mm, uh, oh, i see yeah, like yeah, a big yeah, like kind yeah, of virus yeah yeah because yeah, i mean i don't know if you remember uh the sars thing that that, that was like mm. 2001 2002 uh i remember that uh being in the u.s and oh god there was this poor 
uh, Asian girl in our class, and everyone's calling her Miss Sars. Because, uh, uh, yeah, and this is like like fourth graders, so I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, so they're mean as fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was worse than adults sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, and so I mean, I, 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 yeah, and and so after that, like in 2009, you had like the whole swine flu thing, uh, and uh, and so yeah, and about like 10, 11 years later, you know, you have COVID. COVID is just the one thing, uh, just because it spreads so easily, that has been able to. Uh, just have such a huge impact, and the fact that you know, that it's new. You know, if this is just like a regular flu, just be like, you know, it's a regular flu. But the fact that it's new, you don't know what it's gonna do, you don't know where it's gonna go, and uh, and I mean, I just think that uh, the fact that you know, you know, because uh, I mean, you guys even remember like Zika virus was, was supposed to be the, you know the big thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now I know it's like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, this has been it's been a huge stress test for the world, and I mean, I think some countries handled it so much better, uh, and, and just kind of understanding, you know, you know how. So, so I mean, if this thing was more was more deadly, uh, you know, you know, and and you know had a higher mortality rate, uh, I mean, I that that's what worries me. Because, yeah, because I mean, this I mean, you you, you kind of have already defined you know group of people who is going to be who are the most vulnerable uh you know if you're older you have pre or you have pre-existing conditions uh but i mean if this thing was worse like we I mean where would we be i mean i mean if if, if if it's not that you know as deadly and we're already doing this bad you know so so i mean i mean i think this really puts things uh in a perspective and just really focuses on like, like like just because it makes you uncomfortable to do something doesn't mean that you know you shouldn't do it uh, yeah and i mean i mean i just think that you know just don't be selfish don't be a dick you know don't go there and cough on stuff or uh <laughs> but 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 i mean it's coming back uh, a full circle I mean, I mean it's gonna be a whole different world i mean just just the way people view indoors and being with other people is gonna change dramatically yeah. especially being with, like strangers like who wants to go who's gonna want to go to office party in december like, you know, it's a holiday party. It's like, no, I don't know where the fuck you people have been. Like, I'm not going to be in here for three hours with you. Uh, and, um, like, like, even bars and restaurants. Bars opened up in, in Florida. Now all the bars are shut down in Florida. Uh, and so just really just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be different. Um, yeah, like, are the repercussions back. of this going to go into, like, Thanksgiving and shit? Uh, you, well, well, do you think people are still going to be like that ca- even if it's not relevant are people going to be that cautious going to Thanksgiving and being like well, well, I mean, just, you got to eat six feet away well, 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 well just look what the colleges are doing I mean, I mean a lot of them are trying to shut down before, yeah. before Thanksgiving break I mean uh, Iowa State has their schedule you know they're starting early August and they're gonna oh wow up. really I didn't know that yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, so they're starting I think like second week of August ish and um, yeah can, can you look up uh, uh, Iowa State's uh, hmm, yeah. Schedule? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but you know, they're planning on being done um, by by Thanksgiving break. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's gonna be really fucking weird. People's yeah. brains aren't gonna be put on straight. For yeah. That. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're gonna go straight through. You know, no no holidays. No. Just yeah. Right. They're, they're. It's gonna be like a real job for them. They're gonna have to like do it the whole way through. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. 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 So 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 they're gonna start Monday, August seventeenth. Oh yeah. And they're gonna wrap up by you know uh, November twenty first. Yeah. Damn. So that's like what three months yeah. three and a half months yeah <laughs> so that doesn't even sound like a semester you no. know no. <laughs> yeah, that's like a quarter that's like what i do yeah Jeez. that's another big thing too you know uh the I, 
like the value of colleges i feel like it's just gonna decrease drastically yeah, with all this I mean, people are gonna pay that much for online classes oh yeah yeah especially if you can learn as much online people don't be like oh well why because i mean, I mean tuition is not the most expensive thing in iowa state it's the whole it's, it's the fees books and especially just living on campus you know so uh it's all and, and yeah and i mean i used to tell my students this all, all, all the time uh, tuition is, is you know that's that's a fixed cost uh everything else is variable so where you live you know what meal plan you have um like room and board is definitely the most expensive part of college uh and then just paying for bullshit you know frat parties <laughs> and alcohol <laughs> and just, you know well yeah that's shit. a whole that's a whole other factor that's gonna be taken yeah. away from the college experience that's gonna change like entire societies but see i they're still gonna have fucking frat parties. They're just gonna be more, more low key. Yeah, uh, that's true. And that's then, true. You know, and then it's gonna be a super spreading thing. And you know, all the delts and the I don't know, kappa, kappa, gammas, whatever the hell they are. Uh, you know, they're all gonna get COVID and get everybody. So, so, so yeah, it's gonna come back to this one frat bro who did, you know, who went to see his, you know, his parents and got sick. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, they were talking about you know, if kids get COVID quarantining them in their dorms but like what if you gotta take take a shit like gotta take a shower <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean yeah cause, cause it's like prison man it's gonna be wild like it's, 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 it's gonna be different it's gonna be oh my god no you know uh one thing that i think i really take away from this whole covid is like how poorly our president has responded to it oh my god i remember when like people like it was a hundred thousand deaths he's like i took a test and it looks like that i'm no longer have covid look at me yeah did you mention it's my birthday coming up (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we could do better man oh god like the, the two presidents who are not taking this seriously have the most cases. It's uh, uh, it's, it's our president and then the president of Brazil, who they're like ninety percent sure. Have you seen what this guy does? Like like so there's like then there's much like ninety percent people people are sure that he's already had COVID and recovered. <laughs> and so this guy is going out into crowds, kissing babies, <laughs> hugging people. You know, while they're like burying like a thousand people. Uh, yeah, look at the president. Yeah, look at this shit. Yeah, oh yeah, my god. Yeah. Like he's. He, he, he's like, it's just a flu. Like, 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 like people asked him, you know, so, 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 so yesterday, yesterday we had the most, uh, the, uh, the, the most pres- the, uh, uh, the, the most deaths from COVID. He's like, what do you mean do about it? He's like, what the fuck is it? Like, come on. Like, Whatever, man. Uh, just let him die. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's fired essentially two, uh, Brazilian Anthony Fauci's. Uh, and I think the third one quit. Um, but yeah, it's 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 bad. It's this guy Damn. he gives he gives zero, zero fucks. fucks. Yeah, yeah. That's uh well, that's kind of the stereotype in a lot of those kind of presidents yeah. in South Africa, yeah. or South America, I should yeah. say. Put put a video of him. Yeah, go to the videos because yeah, he he just doesn't. Uh, Try that. That that's only that's really quick. Because yeah, like this dude gives zero shits. <laughs> It's crazy, and like in the background, they're burying like thousands of people. Damn. But. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyways. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this is gonna change, you know, the whole the whole landscape. But. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's really weird. It's it's showed a lot of holes in our system. Yeah. You know. 
see what's going on here. Graphic content. Oh, no. <laughs> we can edit that out, maybe. Well. Yeah, so. so, so oh, you, shit. Yeah, so, so you have all these, like, mass graves. Um, go to sound settings. Oh, wait. There it is. We're good. So, this is them, for those who are listening, maybe not watching, they're taking some coffins and burying them. Yeah. But, so, yeah. I'd go to YouTube and look up, um, this is just, uh, yeah, like the president, yeah, just the president acting people, takes, maybe. takes questions from COVID. Okay. I mean, about COVID, not from. I want to mention, by the way, Molly, you were doing a great fucking job for for the first time ever doing this. I'm so glad I fucking like. I feel like I have. I feel like I am Joe Rogan. I feel like I have Jamie here. (laughs) It's really fucking nuts. Uh, Yeah, click on uh. Yeah, try that third. Yeah, no, hit the second one. Hit the second. Second one. Yeah, that's a short. Because BBC does a pretty good job covering him. True. YouTube. YouTube's a bitch, man. Just a little flu or a little cold, he said. That pretty much sums up the attitude of President Bolsonaro. He thinks that everybody is panicking unnecessarily. Yeah. The death toll is headed towards 3,000, with around 40,000 cases. But as the numbers rise at an ever-increasing pace, his attitude towards the virus remains pretty clear. I'm going to pee while this is playing. I'm going Deve abandonar o conceito de terra arrasada, a proibição de transportes, o fechamento de comércio e o confinamento em massa. Leaders across the world are dealing with the economic fallout of the virus, but Jair Bolsonaro is the president. Porque o efeito colateral do combate ao vírus não pode ser, no meu ponto de vista, mais danoso que o próprio remédio. But choosing the economy over health is a dangerous gamble. Million he's a lot more like Trump than I thought. Oh, yeah, he's oh. <laughs> very Trumpy. And basic sanitation is but a dream. Yes, people need to work, but they're also concerned that they'll be the hardest hit when the virus spreads. Jaya Bolsonaro is no... Yeah, see, see, and this is like back when... Like, like, like what you're saying, they only had 40,000 cases. And now they're at the point where they're getting like 40,000 cases a day. Yeah, this was in April. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's still throwing rallies. He's, he's still acting this way. Yeah, he's still having rallies, like. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's very Trumpy. <laughs> Seems like it. Is he white, too? Yeah. I know, no, white Brazilian. Ha- ish. <laughs> Mandetta made his view of the president's pretty clear. 
Ciência, disciplina, planejamento. Yeah, former health minister, because he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> It's like in Jaws when when the sharks are eating everyone. <laughs> nah, nah, fuck it. We're just gonna keep them open. Oh my god. All right, I think we've had enough of that. But uh, BBC News. Yeah, he's he's pretty wild, dude. Seems like it. Uh, so I don't know. I guess it's not just in America, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, two countries, the worst leaders have the most cases. It's 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 not it's not a coincidence. Damn that. Well, that's really interesting. Um, we've been going for quite a while. Holy shit, we're almost at two hours here. Damn. Um, I do have one question before we uh kind of start wrapping this up mm. kind of more of a maybe semi-romantic or uh, you know <laughs> talking about you know uh you were molly's brother-in-law um how'd you and uh, your wife meet get, get into all that <laughs> might as well end on sentimental we met note, huh? in a lovely physics class that i did not want to take <laughs> taught by a great teacher name is miss savala she's fantastic molly will tell you more about her oh my uh, yeah, so I did not want to take this class. I'm like, eh, I'm going to go study STEM. I should probably take a physics class. Took this class. Uh, super easy. Uh, didn't No idea what Kelly was at the time. Uh, and, you know, we started talking. I had class every other day. We started talking a little bit. Uh, I think she had the volleyball game. So she was all dressed up nice. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. She's kind of cute. I might talk to her. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, the class was super easy. I was doing well. But, like, I needed, like, an in because, like, we had, we had talked a little bit. And so I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm kind of struggling. Can you, you know, if I had your number, it would be kind of nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she gave your number. Uh, we started, uh, we, we, so, so yeah, we started talking after that. Uh, and after, so, so I was in the student council, and my job was kind of like help sell uh, tickets to the homecoming dance. And I should just asked her to go with me. I was trying to get her to buy a ticket, because, I mean, at the time, I didn't know if I, like, liked her, liked her. Mm. Uh, so you just, just kind of see, you know, I know how things are going. Um, but, yeah, and then, I mean, uh asked her out like after her birthday and been going strong all, almost 10 years now It'll be 10 years in december that damn uh got married uh uh in 2018 glad uh got married before covid yeah right <laughs> although a lot of people are getting married now they're just doing the virtual weddings yeah yeah uh yeah i'm doing a ton of virtual weddings uh <laughs> uh so, so so like a lot, a lot of my sister's friends in new york that's how they're doing it Oh, uh, just, okay. Just, just virtually. And just still going, still uh, going forward. Also a lot of virtual divorces. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what is yeah, that's yeah. gone up? Like, a th- I th- oh no, suicide's gone up a thousand percent, but yeah. like divorce is somewhere in there. Too high too, yeah. yeah. Sorry, look that look that one up again really quick. Okay. Divorce, yeah. But anyway, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, and so uh, yeah, so went to Iowa State together. Um, I was in the first year uh, while she was still in high school, and then uh, yeah, went to Iowa State together. Um, graduated now we're teaching we're adulting together <laughs> and, and and now and now we have our first like we're gonna you know move to a different state together and, yeah um yeah it's just it's it's wild uh but one thing i don't know is, is how did you and molly meet <laughs> <laughs> um a fancy little app called Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, 
Uh, That's how we met. Uh, yeah, if my mom watches this, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> <laughs> what did you tell her? Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, tell... tell. I'm curious. Tell the story that you tell her. <laughs> so it was my great-grandma's birthday. It was Grandma Joyce's birthday. Okay. So we went up to Garner and coming back, and he's like, hey, you want? do you want to hang out? And I was like, oh, okay. And um, I told Mom, because I had Gunther still, so I had to bring oh, him with yeah, me. Yeah. Cause I couldn't leave him alone and mom's like you didn't meet him on that fuck buddy tinder site did you that's in her exact words and I was like no <laughs> she's like oh where God. are you going and so like we went to like my house in Newton and I was like uh we're going to his parents house <laughs> so mom like, met him on a different website and went to his parents house nice what other, what other website is there? There's, there's a Tinder, Bumble. there's Bumble. Um, I said Christian Bumble. Mingle. What's that fucking show, The Act, about the Joy Blanche chick? The the chick that was faking yeah. disabled? Yeah. Yeah, her and that creepy boyfriend, they met on Christian Mingle. They did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like in the show. That? No. Oh, oh, God, it's fucked up. Uh, definitely Rose. give that a try. What was that? Dipsy Rose, there we go, yeah. God, that whole thing was fucked up. That, that I, I remember I watched that show like, fascinating. Was like a year ago, probably. Oh my god, some weird shit. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, I got like my, my best friend. He met his, uh, he met his fiance on Tinder. So I mean, it's it's just dating well, strange. No, not Keenan. <laughs> Jake. Jake. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> well, not, not to make it weird and awkward, but like me and my ex-wife, we met in like that, like you know, enchanted, enchanted, like like you know, um, story-like way where it's like you know, the certain moment happens, et cetera, et cetera. So ever since then, I'm kind of just been like, you know, whatever. You know, how do people meet each other these days? Like at a bar or online, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that, so fuck, we just use technology to our advantage. I think. There you go. But, um, no, I mean, I, I totally get it. I used to have that, like, I used to always think that, too. Like, oh, you guys met Tinder. Oh, well, I mean, you guys are going to do well. <laughs> but now it's, like, more than half, like, the new relationships are starting online. Exactly. Right? Um, yeah, that I think, I think I've heard that statistic. It's, like, yeah. over half. Yeah. Over half relationships yeah. are on Tinder, so. at least. Well, fuck. Uh, we are, like, approaching the two-hour mark. This has been a fucking great episode i'm so glad i was able to have you on of course, man. and Anytime. um yeah so when are you guys moving we are leaving on july 24th Ooh, so. might not be able to get you on again before yeah. you leave but um it's been great to, i want i want that was another thing i wanted to make sure to get you on before you guys left um where are you guys moving to michigan what's uh, going on with michigan. that we're moving to illinois oh illinois that's right <laughs> fuck uh but yeah i think it's isn't lake michigan or something but, but i don't know uh but uh but yeah so we're moving to dekalb illinois it's about 60 miles west of chicago uh so yeah it's, it's, it's kind of like small college town it reminds me a lot of Ames. okay um, so <laughs> and you're gonna be a lawyer up there or what's uh, going on so the plan is to take the iowa bar and come back to iowa uh, oh. don't really want to live in illinois um but we'll see i mean everything is your wife would kill you if you lived in illinois <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so, so it's everything is subject to change but i mean i like iowa i know iowa uh but I mean, that's the plan for now, and we'll, we'll kind of just see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I definitely appreciate you having me on the show. I mean, I think we had a great, great discussion. Covered. Fuck a lot yeah, of this has been this has been uh, awesome, man. I'm always looking for individuals who are you know willing to have a conversation. Yeah. And you seem like a very open minded, you know, oh, yeah. um, talkative individual, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, of so, course, man, anytime. All right, well. Uh,
we're gonna wrap it up here um fuck my next guest that we're having on is gonna be jandro bands he's a local hip-hop artist i guess never asked you do you, do you like hip-hop are you big like hip-hop man. hell yeah <laughs> Uh, what was it? Uh, Molly told me you were calling me J. Cole. Oh, yeah, I thought that was yeah, the yeah. shit. I was like, fuck yes. This is like my new favorite guy. Fuck yeah. Call me J. Cole. I love it. Um, so he's going to be on in like three days. Um, besides that, it's been a great fucking time having you on, man. Um, like I said, um, Molly, great fucking job. Um, being Holding on the floor. Pulling up this information. The true Jamie and my Joe Rogan. I, I fucking love it. Um, so yeah. Thank you guys both. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, Y'all have a good night. Peace out.